Welcome to No Ordinary Ordinary Women, Women. the podcast where two ordinary broads can't pronounce anything. (laughs) (laughs) You'll see why I said that in a minute. Two ordinary broads chat about what am I? What am I even saying? Extraordinary women, women, the the good, good, the bad, and the bad shit crazy. I forgot what I was saying. Hi, I'm Lynn. I'm Rose. <laughs> so you'll see in this story why I said what I said, because I have spent a lot of time in the evenings over the week um, trying to pronounce a lot of the words in my story. And I finally kind of, and I wrote them phonetically, but I can honestly tell you I will mess them up. I'm sorry. I apologize in advance. We do uh, not forgive you. Okay. 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 So I've been working on my story so hard. I haven't drank all week since Saturday. Oh, my God. When we were in Washington, D.C. Oh, my God. Yeah, D.C. Jimmy. That was fun. And they even reposted us. All you followers, did you see they reposted us? So we're now famous. We are famous. So you guys better get ready. Send us the autograph request now because in one week, the post office already told me the letters are coming in. <laughs> the letters. <laughs> yeah, everyone's going to start go back to 1950 and start sending letters. My um, my mailman just started using a skateboard on his route. So Did he really? Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> I was like, what is he doing? And I, I was like, I look out and I could see. A skateboard. And I was like, what is he doing? And I could see him like going up and down. <laughs> like, I was like, what is he doing? Because I could see out the window and I'm like, oh my God, he's on a skateboard. I feel was like, like a um, scooter would be better. Well, no, because then you got to stop and get on and off. Like the, the skateboard, he just like rolls it into the grass. Because he, in my house, they walk up to the door. Every house has the mailbox on the door, yeah, or on on the, on the house. I guess like you'd have to drop it off. Yeah, yeah. I guess. So he so he stops the skateboard on the grass, walks up to the and house, and he so grabs funny. the skateboard. It's really funny, and so. But I feel like the the um, sidewalks are all uneven. And no, they really are. I mean, he's mostly in the street, though. He stops like from my house to my neighbor's. He like rolled it up to the grass, like where the grass meets the street, because yeah. there's not a curb. I'm going to need you to take video so I can see. Okay. He's the <laughs> nicest man. I He is the nicest, nicest human ever. I, I love him. He always, if Penelope, if the front door's open and Penelope leaves a, um, and bark, if, if he, Penelope's like barking and the front door's open, he leaves a treat for her on the front porch. Aww. He's the sweetest. And she loves him, but she bullies him and he lets her. And I don't like that, but she's so. But anyway, she's so, <laughs> seven so, pounds of her. Again, my disclaimer for today, I have tried my hardest. Um, I was prompted to do this story. My sister took me to the airport when I went to Europe and said, oh, you should do your story because my sister's an art history major. She has her master's in art okay. history. She said, you should do your story on this person, which I already forgotten how to say her name. And, Keita. Keita. and <laughs> I was like, oh, and so I wrote it down. And so she has... Um, an art exhibit. She's in some museum in, or there's a museum about her of her art in Munich. But it was closed for renovations. Oh, of course. So you didn't get real so in depth so research I was, for us. So I should have started my story then for this, but I didn't. And so now, I mean, I could have spent six months just working out the pronunciations, <laughs> but I didn't. I just started on Monday, oh, and good job, the pronunciations Lynn. are in the shitter. I said that correctly. So, anyway, you ready, Rose? I'm ready. Take Are us you? on a journey sure? through a journey through Germany. Where did you say? A, jur- a journey through uh, mostly Germany, 
with a woman called. Oh my God, Kata Kolwitz. Kata Kolwitz. <laughs> so it is spelled K A T H E, and forgive me, the A has the two little dots over it. I wish I would have looked up what that means. That there's a name for that.、Um, anyway, Kata Kolwitz is was called a woman for the people. She advocated for social change in causes such as abortion rights, workers' rights, her socialist, open-minded family and upbringing in the liberal town of Konstenberg, Germany, known now as Kaliningrad, Russia,、uh, fostered her voice. She was born on July eighth. Whoop whoop! Who was born on July eighth? Charlotte. Charlotte. It's the day after my birthday. In 1867, that's、I、when was Charlotte in, was born. In 18, <laughs> I was born in 1968, so she was born like a hundred years before, before you. Wow,、yeah. isn't that cool? That is cool. Yeah, yeah, Charlotte was almost born on Lynn's birthday, and I was like, nope. <laughs> I was like, come on, girl. Remember come we、on. were at a soccer game,、yeah. and you were like, come on, come out, come out, and I was like, uh-uh, she's not coming out today. <laughs> well, she didn't want her to be like me, but sadly, she, she's exactly like a、Lynn. lot like me. Well, she's a lot like her. Yeah. So anyway,、um, she was born on July eighth in the Prussian city of Kongsberg. She was raised in a politically progressive middle class family. She enjoyed family support for her artistic ambitions. She was the fifth child of Carl Schmidt and Katrina Schmidt.、Uh, she began her formal artistic training at the young age of fourteen. Her father was determined that she should be trained as an artist, and he sent her to the best local teachers before enrolling her in art schools in Berlin and Munich to encourage her talents. Wow! I mean, it's like back in that time, like for her parents to be that passionate, it was really kind of cool. As a woman, you know, back then you were just trained to be a, a wife and a mother. Was she、um, talented? Like, or did they were they wanting her to be an artist? Well, or, she ex- or was she? She expressed interest in art, and her parents、okay. were like, "Let's go." I okay, mean, they must、yeah. have seen something、okay. right that would encourage. I didn't her, know if、them. it was like, "Oh, you know, we love art, so we're going to make you be an artist." And I mean, it could have she learned how to draw. Well, well I mean, she's、whatever. pretty fucking popular, so I think she probably had to have some. Kind yeah, of <laughs> I mean, I assume so, but otherwise, why would I do a story on her roads? Come on, Jesus! I、Christ. don't know. You like to pick people you can't pronounce. That's. I thought、true. you Googled like what's the hardest name to pronounce. Yeah, well, what you're is, like, I'll do a story on every、her. word, every paragraph in this story is has a hard word to pronounce. So stand by, <laughs> buckle up. Here we go. She studied in an art school for women in Berlin, where she was inspired by the etchings of Mark Slinger. Kata Schmidt at the time was her name.、Uh-huh. Had her first art lesson in Konigsberg with the painter Gustav Nonjik. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, Rose. <laughs> and the copper plate engraver Rudolf Maur. Maur. I don't even. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm telling you guys. I'm really sorry. Oh art- no, German people listen. It's so bad. Her artistic abilities were encouraged early on with her drawing lessons, as her parents' radical polit- political views included reformism ideas regarding the rights of women. When the when she was 18, she went to Berlin and attended classes at the Union of Women's Artists. At the time, women were denied entrance into all male academies.、So、of course, they're like, of course, you a woman, you are stupid, you can't do this. 1800s, you said? 18, yeah, 1880. Like, well, we're approaching on 1886. During a trip to the Engrandine, Kita. Why, Rose? Why can't I, I remember? Because you're trying to, and I'm not. During a trip to. <laughs> 
Engainin. <laughs> <laughs> My life. What's that in China? <laughs> Hold on, let me that sounded like a Chinese word. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that is. See, I highlighted it to look it up, but I just I can't. Oh my God, Lynn, you're killing me. Didn't I have E-N-G-A-D-I-N-E, a story like this not too long ago? Yes. During a trip to the Engadin, Katha made an acquaintance to the two naturalist writers, Gerhard Hauptmann and Arno Holtz in Berlin. So. Just so Gearhart is, I know two people that have the spelling this way. Chocolate shop. One, yeah, chocolate. One pronounce it Gearhart, the other one pronounces it Gerard. So really, yeah, and it's the same exact spelling. So it's funny because we have a chocolate shop Gearharts. Yeah, we do. Ugh, it's so, so good. fucking good, y'all. <laughs> I could like just move in there and just eat chocolate for the rest of my life. I don't like fancy chocolate like that. What do you just like? Fucking M and M's. I do, actually. I love m ms I mean, I do love Some M&M's. Some peanut m ms doesn't like ch- fancy chocolate? I don't like fancy chocolate. Because it's like the, the, the box you get with all the fancy chocolates in it. It's too fancy for me, Lynn. I don't want my chocolate to have like a cherry in it or a coconut in it. What? I want it to be like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh, Jesus. That's what I want. <sighs> you can tell where she was raised. Anyway. In a barn. In a barn. Anyway, um, she was fascinated Fascinated, fascinated by your love, boy. I'm fascinated. <laughs> she was fascinated by the works of Rubens in the Alte Pinecco <laughs> Just cut that out. Just cut that whole fucking thing out. I, just, I will not. Okay, I'm going to start that over. During a trip, Cathay made an acquaintance to two naturalistic writers, Gerhard Hauptmann and Arno Holtz in Berlin. After her journey, she enrolled in the painting class for portrait studies at the Berlin Academy for Women Artists under the Swiss painter, graphic artist, and sculptor Karl Stauffer Byrne. This teacher grew her attention in the artist Max Klinger, whose etching series, A Life published in 1884, aroused her enthusiasm at an ex- 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 mm, exhibition? exhibition in Berlin. She got aroused? She got aroused. Yeah. Ooh. I mean... That's weird. Nobody can with this story. As bad as I'm <laughs> fucking it up. Klinger cycles a lover of particular importance for the work of Keita Kolwitz. Keita returned to Konigsberg and had lessons with painter Emil Need. This painter of historical subjects, genre paintings, and portraits from Konigsberg was held in great esteem as a history painter in East Russia. He was involved in the decoration of the auditorium of Konigsberg University and the assembly halls of several grammar schools in Intersberg and Konigsberg, where he painted myth mythological themes and murals in the history of Prussia. In June of 1888, Katha's parents announced the engagement of her to physician Karl Kollwitz. Did she know about that? No, she had no idea. Really? Oh, of course she knew. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? Anyway, gotta love these margaritas from Brazos Tacos. What is it? A watermelon? We it's didn't even talk about what we were drinking. Oh, we didn't. We oh, didn't ruin our whole podcast, Lynn. Podcast. Okay, we're going to take a quick pause. And today, you guys... We're drinking jalapeno watermelon margaritas from Brazos Tacos, They're our favorite delish. place in the whole wide world. They're delicious. And I haven't drank all week, so I've been looking forward to today because today was a hellish day at work. And I was like, I need a cocktail. <laughs> so you had the shakes. I had the shake. I didn't have, I, I'm not quite that bad yet. <laughs> I aspire to be there soon. 
So Carl was a school friend of her brother's. He had close links to the free evangelical community and was a member of the Social Democrats. In 1933, I'm sorry, back up. In 1913, he founded the Social Democratic Association of Physicians. And in 1919, he became a council member of the Social Democratic Party in Berlin. Katha enrolled for a place in the Academy for Women's Artists in Munich, where she was introduced to nude painting from a live model in the class of Ludwig Hertdeck. In Munich, she experienced the breakthrough of naturalistic plein air painting with illustrations of the everyday life of ordinary people. Okay, again, I mutilated that, you guys, sorry. This movement was spearheaded by Max Lieberman and Fritz von Und. So I cut it out last week. But we record in Lynn's sister's house um, in the basement in a little studio. And every week for the last couple of weeks, Lynn's niece, Julia, has been playing the piano every time. Yeah, as soon as she gets home we from school, recording. she starts practicing the piano. And we're like, okay. <laughs> the room is sa- supposed to be soundproof. It has like sound I can stuff. totally hear what she's playing. We have sound stuff all over the walls. We have curtains hanging up. That's so funny. We have no air circulation. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, bing, bong, king, and you can't, the mic doesn't pick it up. And I cut it because we were talking about it last week and I cut it, but it, it just cracks me up because I just heard her start playing again. And I was like, oh, there she goes. She's playing. Oh, I hear it. <laughs> she's such, she's like, so, so focused. Like, what is it like to have focus? I, I don't know. I, I aspire to be her. <laughs> Well, I mean, she must like it if she comes home and practices. Yeah, I mean, she does like... She plays the piano and the guitar. Does she? And the ukulele, I think. Does she really? Yeah. Wow. She told her guitar teacher that she wants to learn how to play a song about three wolves. And Mary texted, like, the family chat and was like, what the hell song is she talking about? And none of us can figure it out. Like, I searched so it on funny. Google. My uh, mom did a search on, like... Um, Alexa, like all these things. We can't figure out what song she was talking about. Well, Lily always wants to listen to Three Little Things by Bugs Marley. Oh, <laughs> Casey loved listening Every to... Little Thing by Bob Marley. Oh, yeah. Oh, she she calls, loves that song. She calls it what? Three Little Things by Bugs Marley. Bugs. <laughs> Casey liked Uncle Cracker. What song was that? Um, oh, that song that was popular when... Yeah. yeah. He had like one song. Yeah. She loved that song. She would call the radio station. Was that like, something about a ring? Can you play blah 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 by Uncle Cracker? She always. That's <laughs> so cute. Oh my god! Remember calling the radio station? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do remember that. And you like just dial, redial, redial. Those um, are the days. I don't remember where I left off. She also took an interest in naturalistic literature. So, do you know what naturalistic literature is? When you write outside. And you write outside. <laughs> no, it's just stuff about like real life stuff. Like re- it, naturalistic is like real life situations. It'd be like reality TV is naturalistic. Well, wouldn't that be like nonfiction? Yeah, but that they called it naturalistic literature. I oh, don't know, but girl. it's the same thing. Yeah. And the issue of women's rights in these works and started her exploration of gender issues. Mm. She created the first drawings for the scene of a dispute from the novel Germinal by the French writer Emile. Zola. Sorry again, you guys. Um, sorry, Emil. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. Yeah. I'm sure he's I'm still sure alive. He's like flipping in the grave going, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Back in Konigsberg, Katha. Oh. Katha. Just Katha. call her Katha. Katha. Like catheter. 
<laughs> That's not what I was thinking. Katha <laughs> executed the dispute scene from Zola's novel, Germinial, as a painting and made preparatory drawings in taverns. This story is worth it just to hear you Oh my not God, know struggle. how to pronounce like, <laughs> This has caused me so much anxiety over the day. Like, the littlest thing happened at work today, and I almost punched somebody. Like, not literally. Um, not literally, because I work from home. I couldn't have punched anybody. <laughs> but I like Except Penelope. Yeah, Penelope. No, I would never punch Penelope. <laughs> I just was like, why can't I say any of these words? So shortly afterwards, the context of her wedding, they play, They planned to move to Berlin, and the expected lack of space, she changed her plans and decided to execute the scene as an etching. For this purpose, she took the she took lessons in graphic techniques with her first teacher, Rudolf Marr. In 1881, Katha and her husband were married. Well, they weren't. They weren't. <laughs> it wasn't her husband. <laughs> I could be nice and edit all this out, but I think I'm going to leave everything. Oh in I'm like sweating. That way. <laughs> Give me a shot. Give me a shot. In 1891, Katha and Carl were married. They moved to Berlin, where Carl opened a clinic in the district. In the district of Penzula, Prenzula Berg, <laughs> the couple moved to a flat at the same address. Katha also had her studio at the same building and lived there for over 15 years until the summer Ooh, of 1943. Max Lieberman became a formative model for Katha, who, after completing her studies in Munich, began a consciously a conscious approach to the artistic representation of working-class life in typical situations. These depictions were still free from any social criticism. So she was very interested in, like, real life, nat- naturalism, as they called it. Yeah. So she was very interested in real people and, like, what they were going through and the, and the struggles and the trials and tribulations. Yeah. And so in her husband's clinic, because they were his clinic was in a, like, poverty, like a lower-income area— she got a lot of her inspiration from the people at his clinic. Okay. And they were just – and so she would draw them and she would draw like – so their clothes in the background would kind of be just like blurred a little bit. And her their face and hands like oh, interesting. would be okay. very detailed yeah. and sketched. And she was very – like she was just really into the suffering of these people and like yeah. wanted to show it and expose it and yeah. felt like – does everybody know about this? Because it sounds like she grew up in a somewhat of a, like, middle class, middle upper class yeah, right. family. And so she was, the fact that her parents could encourage her to study art and send her to art school. And obviously right, she that any up, parent would encourage that. You have to be rich to do right, that. Right, because a poor family would <laughs> be like, If my no, kids are interested start, in art, I'm going to be like, uh, I don't uh, think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> parents, like most parents at that point would have been like, no, you need to get, you need to learn a trade. Right, right? yeah. So, um. So she later explained that her decisive impulse to turn into graphic art and explore the negative slides of life had come from Max Klinger's essay on art theory entitled Painting and Drawing. This essay, first published in 1891, strengthened her resolve to delve into graphic art. So in 1982, she gave birth to her first son, Hans Kollwitz. 
She was an advocate for victims of social injustice, war, and inhumanity. She was motivated by the premiere of the naturalistic drama The Weavers by Gerhard Hauptmann, which was based on the food riots of Seal Sun Weavers in 1844. So that was an area. In this portrayal of class solidarity and group unity, Katha decided to begin work on her first complete graphic cycle, A Weaver's Revolt, which she finished in 1897. It was at the 1898 Great Berlin Art Exhibition, which was pretty exciting for a woman to have something at an art exhibition. This six-print series, of which NMWA, which stands for the National Museum of Women in Arts, which holds conspiracy, and The End, which is another work of art, depicts the fictitious workers' revolt in a contemporary setting, highlighting Katha's concern for working the working class. She was very concerned. So, and it just, she was like insistent upon drawing yeah, it. Yeah, that's interesting. Calling attention to it. Emperor Kaiser Wilhelm II refused to award Katha a gold medal in the exhibition on the grounds of her gender and because he believed that the series was rebellious. Oh. Because oh, she was like, oh, she was a woman. She knew how to talk. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. hell no, no, no said the emperor. That. He said, mm, shut her down. Can't have that around here. No. In 1896, she did a drawing of her eldest son, Hans, for her first lithograph. And then in 1896, her son, Peter, was born. Katha achieved an artistic breakthrough in the Great Berlin Art Exhibition with her cycle, The Weaver's Revolution. Max Lieberman, a member of the awards jury, asserted himself with the proposal that Katha be nominated for a medal. Kaiser Wilhelm II indignantly rejected this proposal. He was like, I think the fuck not. She's a woman and she's like rebellious. Max Lehers, director of the, oh, here we go, Rose. (laughs) The Koopenstitch Cabinet is part of the, ready for this, State Art Collections of Dresden, Germany. Wow. Became aware of Kollowitz and was the first museum director to collect the graphic works of Katha. Alongside Max Lieberman, he became the most important sponsor of her as an artist. Katha won a teaching assignment at the Berlin Academy for Women Artists and offered classes in etching, drawing, etching, Effing. 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 Effing drawing. Effing drawing. So classes in etching and drawing from live models. She took part in the first exhibition of the Berliner Succession. The Berliner, just so you know, the Berliner Succession was an art movement established in Germany in May of 1898. It was formed in reaction to the Association of Berlin Artists and was rest- and the restrictions on contemporary art imposed by Kaiser Wilhelm II, that guy that shut her down. So I'm looking at her pictures and they're oh, 65 crazy. artists succeeded demonstrating against the standards of academic government endorsed art. So this is like a point in, you know, art was something that everybody loved and collected or whatever, but she was in this revolution of Oh, we're gonna we're gonna change the trajectory of art. Right, yeah. Like, art she is not just what you it. want. Us right. to, we're gonna express our feelings. It's not gonna be like the nice. Right. Right. Exactly. And so she was like, stuff. and this Wilhelm guy was like, oh hell no. And so she was like, oh hell yeah. So, um, so she also took play, took part in the fifth exhibition of the Wiener Schützen session. <laughs> It's Wiener Schnitzel. The Wiener Session. <laughs> session. The Wiener Session. The Wiener Session. In Vienna, the 
Albertina Museum acquired the Ende from her, the Weaver's Cycle. It was one of the pieces in the Weaver Cycle that she had done and laid the foundation stone for the museum's Colwitz collection. Max Leathers and Max Killinger, both members of the awards jury, arranged for Cathay to be awarded a small gold medal at the German art exhibition in Dresden. The etching uprising was created as her first work on the theme of the Peasants' War. So Cathay became a member of the Berliner Succession, which had been founded in 1898 as a polar opposite of the official art scene in Berlin. So they were like, okay, this is the art scene. We're going to go the other way and we're going to show them what we have, which I think was so badass. I mean, I think it was... For again, as I've said so many times about the women we highlight, like how many women were like following suit versus well, first of all, women couldn't be artists that much, right? Back yeah, then. the few who had to stand out and and to in order to ch- change things, right? And so she was like, "Here's the art scene in Berlin. We're going to do the exact opposite." Right, yeah. So, uh, so she took a first uh, trip to Paris. It was a short trip. She visited the drought the droughtsman lithographer, poster artist, and etcher and painter. Theophile Alexandre Steinen, whose social, socio-critical, character-like representations of the social environment of Montmartre, um, which was a district in North Paris, established his artistic reputation. She showed him a, a proof copy of her etching, Carmagnoline, that she had just completed. The art dealer and collector, Odo Ackerman, husband of her fellow student, Maria Slavona, introduced her, introduced her to the Paris art galleries. She, brought a past, she bought a pastel done by Picasso when he was very young, from Ambrosi Vollard, entitled La Bette from 1900. Oh, wow. She bought a Picasso. Between 1901 and 1904, most of Katha's works were in color. It works in color were created. An art magazine in Munich claimed that she had invented this printing technique. For the first time, her works were included in ex- exhibitions in Paris at the Gallery of Charles Hassel, and in London at the International Society of Sculptors, Painters, and Gravers. Around 1900, Campbell Dodgson, assistant then, turned director of the Department of Prints and Drawings in the British Museum, began collecting graphic works by contemporary artists. Dodgson acquired 36 select works by Katha, most state proofs and rare prints exclusively from the artist's early period in 1910. Dodgson later Dodgson later bequeathed his excellent collection of over 5,000 prints wow. that he collected of hers to the British Museum. Katha started work on her second graphic cycle, Peasants' War, after reading Wilhelm Zimmermann's oh, here we go, uh, book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a hard one then. Yeah. <laughs> Wilhelm Zimmermann's book. You did good job. Good from job. 1841 to 1843, which she probably came across in the illustrated popular edition 1981. I'm sorry, 1891. In Paris, inspired by cycles of color lithographs by Navis Group and of artists and others, she initially designed her Peasants' War Cycle as a series of color lithographs. The, muse- the Berlin Museum of Prints and Drawings started to acquire prints by Katha. During the artist's lifetime, the print the print rooms in Berlin and Dresden established the largest public Kollwitz the largest public 
Kollwitz collections in Germany. The New York Public Public Library is the first library collection in the U.S. to acquire her prints. Max Leathers published the first catalog with 50 listed prints by Katha from the collection of the Kupestisch Kabinett Dresden in the journal Die Grafschen Kunste. Again, sorry, you guys. In 1904, Katha successfully applied for funding to continue her Peasants' War Cycle from the Association for Art for Historical Art, who were in session in Dresden and had elected Max Leathers as a member of the Selection Committee for Graphic Art. She was... mission to complete the print cycle as the association's courtesy gift by 1908. The art dealer, M.L. Richter, in Dresden was involved in the acquisition. Katha later granted M.L. Richard Richter the exclusive agency for her prints, which he held until 1931. Her second journey to Paris, for two months, Katha visited the class for sculpting at the Académie Julian and learned the basics of sculpting work. Equipped with a letter of letter of recommend not leather. Equipped with a letter <laughs> of recommendation by the director of National Gallery Berlin, she visited the studios in Paris and Madon. In Paris, she met a young sculptor, Bernard Hotiger, and the philosopher George Simmel, whose lectures were later attended by her son's by her son Hans. Katha presented 13 of her works at the exhibition of the Paris Salon Des Independents. Katz, call it Katz Design, designed the poster for the exhibition of German cottage industries in Berlin. It showed the motif of an exhausted working class woman. So I just want to point out that you call her Katha Katz. Oh my God. Katha. Shut up! <laughs> Katie. I didn't call her KT. <laughs> you called her like Kathy. Kath- you didn't say Kathy, told- but you said something like that. I e. can't remember it. Why can't I remember it for <laughs> minutes? You change it like every few minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry. They, everybody knows who you're talking about. It's okay. The Empress refused to visit the exhibition while the poster was in public display. Kate started work on her second graphic cycle, Peasants' War, after reading Wilhelm Zimmerman's book from 18... 18- 41 to 1843, which she probably came across during the illustrated popular edition of 1891. In, in Paris, inspired by c- cycles of color, lithographs, by the Nabis group of artists and others, she initially designed her Peasants' War Cycle as a series of color lithographs. The Museum of Prints and Drawings in Berlin started to acquire prints of Katha. Katha. Katha's fine. Just say Katha. No, it's it's. Why can't I remember it? I don't know. It's it's not Katha. It's Kata. Kata. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Single-handedly ruining our podcast. I can't do why can I remember? Oh I have the worst God. memory in the whole world and I cannot say Keita. I can't say it. I've said every other name except for her name. I'll just keep making up different names. See, and we'll maybe we'll have a contest of how many different ways I pronounced her name throughout the podcast. And then whoever wins gets a sticker. Oh my God. I feel like the biggest fucking idiot right now. I, can't, I don't know what is wrong with me. Oh my god, I can't breathe. I can't. Oh my god. 
During <laughs> Keita's lifetime, the print rooms in Berlin and Dresden established the largest public collection of her art in Germany. The New York Public Library was the first public collection in the U.S. to acquire her prints. Shut up, Rose. She's laughing at me, y'all. Stop laughing. Because I can't pronounce anything. I'm like, all right, I'm going to be serious. Keita successfully applied for funding due to her... Shut up. Is that wrong? Did I say it wrong again? <laughs> oh, my God. What's in this drink? Not, not a nearly enough alcohol for me. I can tell you that right now. I don't even have a buzz, and I feel like I should be shit-faced drunk by now. I'm oh, my like, God. Ugh. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll stop there. So, Kate successfully applied to fund for funding her continued Peasants' War cycle from the Association for Historical Art, who were in session in Dresden and had elected Max Lehearns as a member of the Selection Committee for Graphic Art. She was commissioned to complete the print cycle as Association's courtesy gift by 1908. The art dealer, Amel Richter, in Dresden, was involved in the acquisition. Keitha later granted Amel Richter the exclusive agency <laughs> for her prints, which she held until 1931. I swear to God, I already read this. Did you? Yes. Did you write it? <laughs> yes, because I said the Empress refused to visit the exhibition while it was publicly displayed. Now you're going to be really <laughs> How did I do that? Now I'm on page six. I thought we were already on page six. No. I just read page five again. <laughs> <laughs> I just put myself through all that for a whole page. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't get through this. I don't know. We'll just stop. Forget it. <laughs> Keita so was far. awarded the Villa Romania Pri- Romana Prize, donated by Max Killinger, which gave the winners the opportunity of one-year study in Florence. Can I do that, please? Just get me the fuck out of here. Um, she spent a... Com- comparatively short time there, one reason being that she didn't want to jeopardize the completion of her peasants' war cycle. During her stay in Italy, she embarked on a three-week walking tour from Florence to Rome with a friend. Oh, that's so cool. I'm like, not like she's not doing enough. Now she's going to walk from Florence to Rome. Well, she doesn't have kids, so she has a lot of time. Mm. Oh, she does have kids, but they're Uh not with her, right? Are they with her? Where are her kids? Did I already say that she had the baby? Yeah, Yeah, she had Hans. I don't know. I guess maybe they were with her. Her husband, or maybe her parents, or something. I don't know. It didn't no, say. Definitely not her husband. Completion of the Peasants' War Cycle. It was printed in large numbers as it was shared in the acquisition with the art dealer Richter in 1904, who made the cycle freely available on the market. Katha worked freelance for a magazine. 14 drawings created for the magazine directly addressed the topical problems of the working class people. And the graphic works increasingly became an instrument of social and political involvement. Her diary entries from September 1908, 1908 to May 1943 have been preserved. I tried to find those and I couldn't. I was like, <laughs> so in, 18, in 1908, Katha began to model in clay. She was just like all over the place. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm going to do this. No, I'm going to do that. No, I'm going to do this. No, I'm going to do that. She just like did everything. So the portrait relief Julius Rupp was the first bronze cast of work by Katha. To be executed by the something in Berlin for a commemorative stone <laughs> in Konzenberg in the occasion of the 100th anniversary anniversary of Rupp's birth. Between 1910 and 1912, she created further sculptural, dra- sculptural drafts. Among them, her first still small-scale sculpture, Woman with Child on Her Lap, following a complaint by Association of Landlords, her poster for the Greater Berlin Administration Union was banned. 
It denounced the extreme housing shorty, 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 extreme housing shortage in the city. So this, she made these posters that were like spoke out against the war and the housing shortage and the poverty. In September, Katha rented a studio house in Berlin until 1928. The print room in the in the New York Public Library State Library staged a probability of the first solo <laughs> exhibition of Katz's works in the U.S. In 1912, she was elected board member of the board member of the Berlin Succession. After the Berliner Berliner Succession split, Katha joined the the Friar Succession and remained a board member from 1914 to 1916. Later, she was among the founders of the Association of Women Artists and acted as its chairpersons until 1923. She created the piece Group of Lovers from 1913 to 1918. She was predominantly occupied with her sculptural work. That was one piece? Yeah, one piece. Group she of Lovers. She worked on from 1913 to Holy shit. It's called, it had a different name, but the English name is Group of Lovers, because Lord knows I took the German name out. A brief period of collaboration with the Kragensveld magazine, which was published from 1914 to 1916 by the gallery owner and publisher Paul Cassier. When her son was 18, he enlisted in the military with much encouragement from Katha. He died just a few <gasps> months later while he was in the military. I mean, he wasn't even in there just a few months. The loss of her son in 1914. Was there a war or something? How did he die? Yeah, he enlisted in the military, and he was in the war. What the, war it was, was it? World, world War, war I. I. <laughs> like, I don't have enough hard stuff to say. <laughs> the loss of her son in 1914 during oh, World no. War I led to a lifelong, lifelong exploration of the subject mourning. As a result, her art became both an emotional outlet for her as well as a form of propaganda that communicated the urgency to protect the youth of Germany. I just can't even imagine. That has to be so tragic. Her art changed from thoughts of the past to present life expressions as she explored the potential of woodcut, where an artist carves into a block of wood the areas they wish to remain white and black ink is rolled onto the raised areas for printing. So she was basically making oh, cool. like rubber stamps. Yeah. No, but they weren't rubber. They were wood. <laughs> She decided to create a memorial for fallen soldiers to honor her son and all war, all war volunteers. In 1915, she began work on a three-figure, larger-than-life ensemble that she planned to install on the hills near Berlin. In 1919, however, she discontinued her work on it. She didn't finish it. So during the course of World War One, she became a pacifist. She exhibited the group of lovers as her very first sculptural work at the spring exhibition of the Friar Succession. On the occasion of Kath's 50th birthday, there were numerous exhibitions. The Berlin Print Room presented almost her entire body of graphic works. Wow. Imagine. And the Paul Cassier Gallery, the artist shown a, showed a large number of drawings for the first time. This show subsequently toured Dresden, Hamburg, and Mannheim. Katha wrote an obituary for Auguste Rodin for a European magazine. <laughs> I'm not saying that word. In an open letter published in, 18, in um, 1819, Katha courageously countered Richard Demel's call for a final war effort. The letter was rapidly disseminated and closed with a quote from Goethe's Willem's Messeurs, uh, Seeds for sowing should not be ground. That was her quote that she yeah. closed it with. Kat started work on her print series, War, in which the, she addressed her personal experience and insight during the First War, World War. 
She became the first woman to be made a full member of the Prussian Academy of Arts. And at the same time, she was appointed a professor. This appointment did not, at her request, involve teaching activities, which she didn't take up until later in 1928. In 1919, she became a member of the main committee for the Bund Nuez Vaterland from 1922 1922 Duschenlager für I don't know what that means. Anyway, the most important pacifist association in the First World War. On behalf of the Friar succession, Katha gave a eulogy at the grave of Max Killinger. In a poster and flyers against profiteering, she campaigned against post-war deprivation. Inspired by Ernest Barach woodcuts, she created one of her first prints of of this technique, and it was called a memorial sheet for Carl Liemknecht. In 1921, her first grandson, Peter, was born. His parents, Hans and Ottilie, it looks like, named him after the younger son. But I thought Hans was dead. No, Hans wasn't dead. Peter died. Oh. Peter was her son that died. Hans was the Oh, I thought lived. it was Hans. Okay. Okay. So they named their first son after Peter, the, the her son who died. Okay. Um, and then Peter himself was drafted in 1940 and died on 19, in 1942. <gasps> Isn't that fucking horrible? Oh, no. It's like, I would have felt like, oh, my God, I jinxed him with that name. I know. What the fuck? It's, I mean, like, it's I mean, normal to name them after, like, that's, but it's horrible. But yeah, they you died feel the same that, way. Yeah. That way. Until 1924, Katha, uh, together with others from around the world, was a member of the main committee and the foreign committee of the Communist Workers International Relief. On the organization's behalf, she designed the poster Support Russia as a contribution to overcoming the catastrophic drought in the Valga region. Until 1934, Katha took part in the black and white exhibitions of the Prussian Prussian Academy of Arts. She completed her print series, War, as woodcuts. War was the name of it. Birth of her twin granddaughters was in 1923. So now she has a grandson and two and twin granddaughters. Yeah. Kath became a second artist to be commissioned with the design for a poster for the anti-war day in September of 1924 by the International Labor Union. It was intended to commemorate the 10th anniversary of the outbreak of the First World War and was entitled The Survivors. War Against War was published in several languages. With her poster, Germany's Children Are Starving for the Workers of International Relief, Katha confronted the deprivation resulting from hyperinflation. She created a poster called Never Again War for the Central German Convention of Young Socialist Workers in Leipzig, became an icon of the peace movement after World War II. Okay, I think I've seen that one. Where the kids are holding soup bowls. After Katha decided not to finish her memorial for fallen soldiers in 1919, she designed a new concept for memorial in 1924, 10 years after Peter's death. It was to be installed at the war cemetery in Belgium where her son was buried. In June of 1926, Katha traveled to Belgium with her husband to visit the cemetery. Work on her redesigned memorial of mourning parents was subsequently finalized. So she did a thing called mourning parents, which has to be tragic. She worked for an international women's league for peace and freedom that had committed itself to informing people about the horrors of modern warfare. The league used a drawing by Katha to warn against chemical warfare. On her 60th birthday, she received numerous honors, and there were a number of exhibitions among them, one at the Prussian Academy of Art. Among the 500 letters and telegrams on her birthday 
were congratulations and good wishes from German Minister of the Interior, the Prussian Minister for Culture, and this long-ass word I'm not going to try and say, which is the Emperor and um, the Imperial Art Protector is the person's name in English, and the Mayor of Berlin. At this point, Katha is at the pinnacle of her fame during her lifetime. So her 60th birthday, she just had like accolades coming yeah, right. in from everywhere. The Berlin journalist and Kollwitz collector, Louise Deal curated a tour exhibition in 1925 that was first shown in New York, then in Switzerland, in Geneva, and finally in several German cities in 1917 on the occasion of her 60th birthday. As a member of the Society of Friends for New Russia, Katha received an invitation to attend the celebration of the 10th anniversary of the anniversary of the October Revolution in Moscow and the World Convention of the Friends of Soviet Union that took place in Moscow from 9 to 12 November with 947 delegates from around the world. Her husband accompanied her on this journey. She was entrusted with the dictator, I'm sorry, with the directorship of the Masterclass for Graphic Art and the Prussian Academy of Art in Berlin. <laughs> I was like dictatorship. I know. <laughs> That's was harsh. given two large workrooms in the Academy's venue. She was the first woman to be awarded the Order Pour Le Merit for Science and Art in 1829. The Chinese writer Liu Young began exploring the work of Katha with the, with the support of the American journalist Agnes Smeldy. He had acquired four works in 1931, published essays on the artist, and in 1936, a portrait of Katha's reprodu reproductions in Shanghai. Before the elections in July, Katha, together with Henry, Henry Mann and Albert Einstein, inflated an appeal for a union of, of the Communist Party and Social Democrats to thwart the majority of the National so Socialists. Sorry. The appeal had a heading, Urgent Appeal, and was signed by 33 public figures. Ooh. It was only published by the it was only published by one paper, but the poster was up in Berlin. You like how I did that? Mm -hmm. I was Good job. about to read the name of that paper. <laughs> in February of nineteen thirty three, even after the takeover of the National takeover of the National Socialists, Katha supported another urgent appeal for a union of left wing parties for the so called free elections on the on March fifth. Henrik Mann and Cathay Cathay. I was doing it so well. Well you had changed the name, but Katha. Katha. Is what you're calling her. <laughs> but I've been saying it the same the whole time. No, you haven't. Fuck me. I haven't been saying Katha. You've been saying Katha, but you started out as Kata. Kata. And, and then, then I then switched to Katha. Switched to Katha. God damn it. It's okay. People, I was saying it right at first. Kata. Who had a master class studio in the Prussian Academy of Arts from 1928. <laughs> were forced to resign from the Academy, bringing threatened being threatened that it would otherwise be closed down. In a gesture of solidarity, Wagner, head of the Municipal Planning and Building Office, decided to resign, as well as Katha, 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 <laughs> was allowed to keep her studio at the Academy until mid-January 1934. Next time I do something like this, I'm going to put a post-it on my computer that so I can say it. I, I don't yeah. know why I can't remember it. So I, I think you could go through and just change her name and so that it's spelled phonetic, phonetically. I've done that in the past. But but I, just like I think you can do it like change all kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah. Select all, change yeah. all. Yeah. That's what I suggest. <laughs> like many communists and social democrats, Kata, Keta, Keta. 
<laughs> Just give up, Lynn. <laughs> Keita and Carl went to Czechoslovakia in March because they feared that they would be arrested. After a few weeks, however, the couple returned to Berlin. In July of 1933, Carl lost his license to practice as a as a doctor. His protests were, however, successful, and in October, he and other physicians were members who were members of the Social Democratic Association of Physicians regained their licenses. Her son Hans, who is now a doctor, oh, lost wow. his lost his post as a school physician for a short time. His house was searched by the police, and books about his mother were confiscated. Oh no. In the United States, Keta, popularly popular, pop, I can't even fucking talk. <laughs> In the United States, Keta's popularity continued to rise. Right? Am I saying it totally wrong again? I don't even know what this Keta, 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 Keta. The army. <laughs> I don't even remember this what her name is. The worst was. experience of my life. Quite literally, <laughs> it's right up there with my divorces. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite we enjoying this episode, it. What not to do when you're podcasting? <laughs> it's quite the enjoyable for me. Guys for idiots. <laughs> oh my god! The Art Museum Worcester in Massachusetts in Massachusetts <laughs> stated <laughs> stated an exhibition in 1933 featuring her art. In 1934, Harvard University showed prints of the of hers, and in 1937 there. 37, there was a show at the Hudson Gallery in New York. Why can't I fucking talk? Sponsored by the College Art Association, there were touring exhibitions with Katha's work. Katha's work. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm so bad. Oh my god! <laughs> I like that you keep trying to correct. It I know. I, I'm determined to say it right. I feel like such an idiot. I'm not even going to edit this episode at all because I'm not even going to try. It's too anyway, much. there was presentations in bookshops and a gallery in Los Angeles and the Fine Arts Gallery of San Diego. In nineteen, in the early '40s, further exhibitions were organized by the American Federation of Arts, the Museum of Modern Art (MoMA), Brooklyn Un- Museum of New York and Cleveland Museum of Art, and others. In 1943 and 44, the gallery St. Uh, maybe it's Edna, in New York, staged their first uh, exhibition of hers. This gallery became one of the artist's most important medi- mediators in the U.S. Keitha be- began working in her last of her print cycles which the name of it was Death, which she completed in 1937. In autumn of 1934, she became a member of the Something Studio community where she found a new (laughs) workroom to complete her large-scale sculpture, which was named Mother with Two Children. For her younger fellow artists, she came to epitomize integrity and perseverance. Shortly before the opening of the exhibition at the Berlin Art in Munich in spring, her works were removed. In winter, the same thing happened at the exhibition in Dusseldorf. Oh, no. Why can I say that word and no other word? Harry Potter. In, <laughs> in February, Max Lieberman died. He had supported Ketha's work for many years and began, and being Jewish, was ostracized by the National Socialists. Ketha was present at his funeral. From summer of 1935 to February of 1936, Ketha's work in the bronze relief, <laughs> resting in peace of his hands, 
for the family's grave at the, cemet- at the Central Cemetery in Berlin. An article in the Moscow newspaper, which was based on an interview with Ketha, resulted in her being questioned by the Gestapo. She was threatened with imprisonment in, con- in a concentration camp in the case of, her- of a reoccurrence. From day one, the opening of the anniversary expedition, Berlin sculptors from Schulter and the present in the present day at the Prussian Academy of Art, the two exhibits submitted by Ketha were removed. As part of the campaign, degenerate art works by Ketha were confiscated at at least 11 German museums. So all oh, wow. the shit was getting yanked yeah. out. An exhibition of the occasion of Ketha's 70th birthday at the Berlin Gallery had been canceled. Another one at the art gallery and bookshop was closed immediately after the opening. In the latter case, the exhibition remained accessible for friends of the art dealer and featured a stone cast of the mother which, with two children, which was presented, was presented with a, for the first time. Her plans for public exhibitions in Germany were blocked. The artist presented a selection of her works at her studio. She had executed a shell limestone at the same time she worked at these, on these three small-scale sculptures, Soldiers' Wives Waving Farewell and Tower of Mothers. The United States was the main market for the sale of her works. She was deeply shocked by the events during the program night on 9th, on 9 November. She suffered from persecution of Jews whose fate she experienced at close quarters because of her sister's her sister Elizabeth Stern's Jewish family. Only a few years later during World War II, she attempted to support her Jewish fellow artists with ration coupons for Arons. Oh my god, it's like um, Arabs and like Indians. It's the Arons, A R Y A N S. It's like Arabs and Indians. It's like a, a d- extinct classification of a culture now, but it was okay. that's what they call the Arons. Arons. Anyway. One of the most important American collectors, Lessing Rosenwald, collected graphic art at that period. He began acquiring a lot of her works. Over a period of only a few years, he collected 115 prints and 27 drawings by her. He later donated his entire graphic collection to the National Gallery in Washington. We could have gone and seen her. On July 19th, Carl, her husband, died. The small-scale sculpture, Farewell, completed in 1941, is an expression of her loss. Oh. So sad. In autumn, she gave up her studio in Berlin. I can't, no, no, it's Kloss... The artist created her presumably last lithograph. Seeds for sewing should not be ground. Only a few copies were printed at the artist's legacy. As her last small-scale sculpture, Katha, 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 completed her the plaster cast for the group Two Soldiers' Wives Waiting. In August, the Berlin air raids prompted Katha to move to the sculpt move in with the sculptor Margaret Boning, who lived in a town which had not yet been strongly affected by the air raids. In late November, her flat in Berlin was destroyed in an <gasps> air raid. So everything that she oh, had. Oh, no. She had lived and worked there for more than 50 years. Oh, no. Since, 19, since 1891. Jeez. Much of her work was destroyed in the air raids. In July of 1944, she accepted the invitation of Prince Ernest Heinrich von Schwassen to relocate to Mortzenberg near Dresden where she moved into a two-room apartment since 1995 the building has been a memorial site of her of of her in April of 20 in April 22nd a few days before the end of the war she died in Mortzenberg in September the urn containing her ashes was taken to Berlin 
to be buried in the family tomb at the Central Cemetery in Berlin. Her voice still resonates. Extant works such as the downrodden part of the NMWA's collection powerfully depicted universal human's emotions like anguish, despair, and determination. Two museums dedicated to her in Berlin and Cologne keep her legacy alive. She was also known for a multitude of self-portraits she did throughout her entire career. Oh, the first really? one being it she was when she was eighteen. Oh. That was in one of my other set of notes and didn't make it into my final note. <laughs> so I'm gonna delete this right now because I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so although I mutilated that and made everybody turn us off, and nobody's probably even listening at this point. Yeah, we just lost all our listeners. listeners. All four of our <laughs> listeners have now jumped motherfucking ship. So, again, I apologize for all of the horrible pronunciations and all the... But consider it a game of variation. And how many different ways can you say one name? I don't know. <laughs> but um, Mary's going to listen to that and resend her invitation for you to... Mary doesn't listen. <laughs> she, she doesn't listen. She ain't got time for that. So, um, yeah. So, again, I apologize for ruining the podcast, That's Rose. Okay. And I'm going to go home. And just I had drink. a good time laughing at you. Straight tequila. <laughs> so, if you didn't like that, <laughs> just let us know. You can tell us we suck. Right? You know, hey. Well, not we. We. <laughs> Because if it's not edited to perfection, then Rose sucks. <laughs> I'm, I can't even start to edit that. I mean, I don't have that much time. She's going to text me like 90 times while she's editing yep. it. Tell me how much you she You have to turn me. your phone off. <laughs> I will. I'll have to put it in Do Not Disturb mode. But you can always let us – you can give us ideas of people to do because I will never do another person like this as long as I live. <laughs> Guaranteed. Um, murderers and serial killers only for me moving on. Um, so – Give us a shout out. Um, we have, a, like I said last week, a new email address now, N-O-W, at NoOrdinaryWomenPod.com. And you can reach out to Rose at Rose.Stein, S-T-E-I-N, at NoOrdinaryWomenPod.com. Or me, Lynn.Puntillo, at NoOrdinaryWomenPod.com. Or if you want to slide into our DMs or you want to check out our social media, go to NoOrdinaryWomenPod.com. On Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and on the whatever the thing's called now, X, formerly known as Twitter, we are no ordinary, no, I'm sorry, no ord, O-R-D, women pod. Give us a shout out. Tell us how bad that I suck and how great Rose is. <laughs> Please. Until next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.